here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Jeff Hawkins. Shake Them Ropes Special Edition. Rob, WWE has come to terms with the release of Emma. Rob McCarran. No! You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. Jeff Hawkins, a very important question to ask you as we open up Shake Them Ropes, episode 254, is what I believe this episode is. Yes. Did Steve Kerr disrespect the Suns by allowing the Warriors players to call plays last night? Yes. All right. For one, it's a hypothetical question. (laughs) All over the sports radios today. And two, you're wrong. Not wrong. Oh, you're wrong. Since when is it Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr's job to worry about other teams. He's got to worry about his own team. Get him right for the playoffs. Get their I mind get that right. point, but he's a he's a coach, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. and it and it's one of the. I mean, I guess if I mean, I guess if if players can call plays, they can draw up plays. But it's just one of those things where it's like at some point you're you're disrespecting the other team by doing that. And as the fan of a number one team in this country. Yes, you are. As much as I tried to jinx it. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, as, <laughs> as much as I tried to make sure it didn't happen. Uh, Virginia is the number one team in the land. And Ooh. by land, I mean the United States men's college basketball land. Yes. Um, oh, it was just, uh, just uh, all craziness in the sports world. But... Oh, it's- craziness in my world today is it craziness in your world why is it craziness in jeff hawkins world this is my, this is my comedy home since 1999 oh no gave 11 days notice that they're gonna shutter oh yeah the improv olympic west the los angeles outpost of the famous chicago theater has decided to close its doors with very little notice and uh yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of bittersweet stuff because I kind of have a love hate relationship with the theater, but it's you know it's the community I'm more upset about because I mean a lot of people made that place home, so it's uh, it's been a weird day. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about that, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Did Rusev's outfit tonight make you feel a little better? Uh, oh, that thing was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That that, that uh, <laughs> the match itself. Not so much, but uh, the, the the outfit. Uh, let's start off with our usual. What's the best thing you saw in WWE this week? The best thing I saw in WWE this week is that Buddy Murphy is coming to 205 Live. Are you being serious or facetious? Buddy Murphy is taking on Arya Davari. I meant, I meant in terms of it's the best thing you saw. Yeah, well, oh, well, no. The best thing I saw this week, as usual, this segment that you've begun on this show is where I give an answer that you quickly discredit, and I have to then, on the fly, think of a real answer. And my real answer on the fly this week 
is that Braun Strowman Elias segment. Okay. That Fair enough. thing no, I was want, amazing. Let me, let me explain something to you. you I explain. want a real answer, real answer for this okay. as opposed hmm. to hmm. Rob being hmm. disaffected and snarky what? because we get those complaints that all what? we do is snark about the WWE all the oh, time. There so I no want a little bit of positivity at the top of the show. Just That's a little bit I'm... of part. I'm probably the most positive person there is as well as the most accurately correct person there is. I believe I, I believe I've been given that award by somebody. Um, the the mix match challenge lead yeah. up mm-hmm. is second place on my list because okay. Rusev has been just so outstanding. But Rusev um, is killing it again. Again, big match Bailey and and mm-hmm. good old Sasha Banks, Ms. Reliable. Those two are the Kevin Owens and Sammy of the women's division. They can have matches every week, and I'll never be bored. I love them both. Yeah, it was great. I mean, that was a big time feel. On Raw, uh, a little honestly surprised it did not end up being the main event of that TV show. Uh, I posted on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Did it feel like a true, legit TV main event? Because we don't really have a lot of those anymore. Uh, like a Randy Orton, AJ Styles would feel like a legit, true main event. Any champion versus champion. I don't even care if it is the U.S. versus Intercontinental. Any champion versus champion, I think at this point, would feel like a true, legit TV main event. And you have Sasha no. and Bailey in there. Like it's, Yeah, and go ahead. Sorry, it, it just feels it just feels like it was a big match. I mean, Samoa Joe was starting to get there where every Samoa Joe raw match seemed like it was a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Sasha and Bailey, even without the buildup, even if you are, are a new raw fan or just know Sasha and Bailey from raw and didn't see them in NXT, uh, you could, I believe, appreciate what that match was about to mean. And if you are a longtime fan, if you know the backstory from NXT, you definitely knew that was a big time match. Dare I say that they were trying to really make up for the fact that they almost were admitting on air. They blew it last time in San Jose. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I, in terms of, in terms of, Oh yeah, we made Bailey lose the title in her hometown. That might've been a mistake guys. Um, and dare I say that they're kind of, I mean, look, mixed match challenge results aside, they're kind of protecting Bailey a bit. They're giving her an out as to yeah. why she's going to lose in the elimination chamber. They mm-hmm. are slowly building her back up, Starting which to. I think is nothing but a positive, even if they just decide to ship her to SmackDown, well, which would be fine. That would be cool, too. The thing is, with Bailey, this is the way you should be doing it. It shouldn't be overt. It should be a little subtle, at least mm-hmm. definitely at the beginning. Uh, it, you know, yeah. her, her rise in NXT was because they were suddenly like she was losing mm-hmm. every match and the crowd liked her. And then, yeah. hey, she won a match. You know, she starts winning here, and it wasn't in your face all the time. Yeah, That's they, what they, they brought her doing. in far too strong, in right. my opinion. I love the Battleground debut, but as a regular recurring character, they brought her, you know, they brought her in as as Mick Foley's, mm-hmm. you know, hand-picked right. successor. And, you know, it was just in that time where Sasha had a two-week injury, and they thought it was a six-month injury. Mm-hmm. So that was a... Problem. So it looks like it looks like they're kind of getting that back on track. Um, and I also appreciate the uh, once again for the second week in a row, the transitive property of women's wrestling coming in. A can beat B, B can beat C. Ergo, A can beat C. Nia Jax attacks them both, and I thought that was fine. Nia kills all. There's a uh, there's the second Shake Them Ropes T-shirt. Nia, Nia kills, kills all. all. Oh yeah, I, and that one's going to be our bestseller, I believe. Well, don't diss the bliss. Did not get the traction I thought it did. I nope, had a couple not. of very willing participants, but uh, uh, three tweets. It did, yeah, it did not. Uh, it didn't do. I, it didn't do as well as it could have. But uh, hashtag Nia kills all. 
Maybe a little I, strong. I, I blame you for the dwindling listenership. And whoa, uh, whoa! <laughs> our numbers have never been higher, sir. Oh, are, are we better than the our, flagship? Oh, yeah. we're you know, back and forth, back and forth. So I want, if Kota, yeah. if Kota Ibushi does something cute, then they get the listenership. If Look, if you want to hear real men talk about real wrestling in WWE, you listen to us. Yeah, I want to take down those Patreon loving carnies. Oh, don't just the Patreon <laughs> yet, because in two months, uh, in two a big announcement, April first, everybody, big announcement. <laughs> anyway. Um, let's get into, uh, before we get into the raw and SmackDown and the uh, nitty gritty and the elimination chamber and the fast lane and the news that we might be done with single branded pay-per-views before we get into all that, let's run through the quick stuff because we are recording this Tuesday night. All of this is fresh. We had mixed match challenge. We had two Oh five live. I thought I was going to break the news to you about buddy Murphy. You must've been, you must've been smartened up before starting the show. It came right at the end of the fightful podcast I was mm. doing. So we talked about it a little bit. Ah, I see. Well, anyway, Mixed Match Challenge, Rusev and Lana, they were wearing matching gear. They defeated Elias and Bailey. And to your point earlier, uh, Mixed Match Challenge doesn't matter as far as canon in WWE. It's its own wacky show. It's its own fun thing. Uh, you know, it's getting some a little bit of buzz on the Internet. Uh, you know, Twitter, you have the, the, the guys and the girls tweeting about it nonstop. And it's pretty fun and entertaining. It's, it's something to do for 15 minutes. Uh, and then we'll eventually get a tournament winner on here. Um, but Rusev and Lana did win. Elias and Bailey lose. Bailey, after her big win on Raw, uh, gets the loss here. Uh, so now you have, we have, uh, we are one first round match away from knowing where the quarterfinals are going to be. Uh, Finn Balor and Sasha Banks taking on Miz and Asuka. That should be fun. I mean, Miz, Finn, Sasha, Asuka. That'll be a good match. That'll be a fun little 15 minutes on Facebook. Uh, Braun. And Alexa Bliss taking on Jimmy Uso and Naomi. That's going to be a bloodbath. Am I wrong? <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, come on. Braun Strowman and Alexa should win that one in five. Yes. Uh, Rusev and Lana now take on the winner of next week's Mixed Match Challenge match. Apollo Crews and Nia Jax, interesting team, going up against Bobby Roode and Charlotte. I don't see how on earth Bobby Roode and Charlotte lose. Right. So we're going to have Rusev and Lana versus Roode and Charlotte. Uh, Rude and Charlotte seem like like an all star team. Like now that we're seeing where the quarterfinals are at, I thought Miz and Asuka were going to win this tournament. I still kind of do, but you have the potential of a Braun and Alexa versus Miz Asuka match. You have the potential of a Rude Charlotte versus Finn and Sasha match. You can see Sasha Banks versus Charlotte, which we haven't seen since they they uh, separated brands. So there's some fun stuff on the way coming up with this mixed match challenge. Can I do just a slight tangent here? Do whatever you want, man. This is your show. This is the Crap Game 13 <laughs> show featuring Rob McCarron. No, no, no. I think that that John Cena, Nikki Bella versus Elias and Bailey match also looks like a lot of fun. Uh, what now? You haven't heard about this? Uh, what What's happening now? John Cena and Nikki Bella are taking on Elias and Bailey. And this is happening where? At a house show. At, I believe it's there at MSG. Know. Yeah, that is a fun little match. That is a fun house show match that uh, yeah. if you were telling me that was going to be the WrestleMania match, I wouldn't have been shocked by any means. Oh, jeez, No, we'll talk. We'll talk <laughs> about where John Cena's headed to WrestleMania because things took a turn this week. Mm. If you didn't know it, things things took a turn, a pivot, if you will. Uh, but yeah, that's a fun little house show match. And I think that might be a new segment on this here. Uh, Shake them rope show, you know, quick little uh, dip into the weekend house shows. 
there haven't been that much going on on the house shows lately, but sometimes you, sometimes you start seeing some pairings that you weren't quite expecting. You're like, Hey, why are these two paired up against each other? And Oh, two months later, you find that they're working programs with each other. So it might be uh, interesting to keep tabs on that. Those MSG house shows, you know, I've never been to one. I've never been inside the Madison square garden, but those house shows seem like they would be fun to go to. It's smaller than you think. I don't think it's that big, honestly. Okay. I mean, I, I've seen the Royal Rumbles in there. It actually seems like one of those smaller, large stadiums. I went to a Ring of Honor show across the street at, what, the New Yorker Hotel? Uh, I, I went to a Ring of Honor show across the street, and I'm like, yeah, Madison Square Garden. It looks like an arena. Well, since you brought it up, let's talk the Buddy Ooh. Murphy news. Yes, let's talk. Well, let's get into this 205 Live. We had a couple of uh, Cruiserweight Championship Tournament first-round matches. Uh, Mark Andrews defeated Akira Tozawa, a little bit of a surprise mm. to me. Yeah. And then Drew mm. Gulak in the main event defeated Tony Nese. What do you think about these results? Um, I heard that Gulak is kind of reverting back to catchpoint Gulak, which he's he's kind of reverting think... back to a potential cruiserweight champion. Okay. Seems I'll like this whole that. tournament is coming around to being the Drew Gulak show. I like Gulak. I mean, but I think he's also been the only real thing that came out of this 205 show that so had, in terms of in terms of the WWE personality type of thing that has really shined. So it's yeah. and, and I didn't I didn't like catch point Drew Gulak. I gotta be honest with you. I thought he was kind of boring. Well, let's be real here, too. I mean, this is Drew Gulak and WWE. We don't know what to we can't really take his evolve persona and see what happens right. You know, he's trying something. He doesn't have the goofiness of Enzo to play off of anymore. Is he going to keep being the same goofy character? Or will something evolve here? No pun intended. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm very shocked that Mandrews won his match. Yeah. Um, I think it's inter- it's it's a weird, dare I say, almost a retcon of the entire roster where they're taking the guys who people know and having them lose so that we can get these fresh guys in there kind of, which is interesting in some ways, but it's also kind of, huh, all right, kind of, in, in a way. I I, it, I think he needs wins, to be honest with you, because the number of times he's been on, he's been the guy taking the fall for the most part mm-hmm. um, in terms of his bigger matches. He had a couple of early wins in the UK tournament, but you know, every time he's been put in with Dunn or, um, or Wolfgang or whoever, subsequently he's been the guy to lose. So I, I like that as a, uh, as a beacon of hope and maybe he'll get more work on this two Oh five live show. I, I really liked him in TNA quite a bit. So I, I have no issue with that. Uh, the buddy Murphy one is interesting because the positive is I think if buddy Murphy establishes himself a little bit in terms of having a different personality in ring here, he could really be something and really a boost to this roster because um, he wasn't doing anything in NXT at this point anyways. No, it's been a, it's been over a year since we've really yeah. seen him do anything. The downside is we bought into our own expectations, I think, and we wanted somebody else here or we uh, wanted hey. a surprise of some sort. Well, and I get that. We may still get one. Buddy Murphy isn't that bad. We've already got Roderick Strong, who won his first round match against the day with Tommy. That was a surprise. I'm, um, yeah, I'm interested to see if Buddy Murphy does something different, yeah, though. I wasn't, if, there, if, there's some, if there's some new twist on the character. Right. Because, 
I mean, but you and I made fun of it for weeks. I mean, the, well, the, 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 the Blake and Murphy yeah. tag team, you know, the dubstep Cowboys dubstep. The only thing that made them interesting was Alexa bliss. So let's see she what makes him interesting on this two Oh five roster. He was definitely the best part of the act. Um, yes. Buddy Murphy, who is still listed on the WWE website at 227 pounds. Uh, they did a little uh, video vignette tonight on 205 Live about him cutting weight and training to be on the 205 roster. So he now weighs 204.4 uh, to get down to that uh, weight limit. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we still have Jack Gallagher left. We still have Mustafa Ali. Uh, so, I mean, that could be our final pairing, Gallagher versus Mustafa Ali next week. Uh, unless they surprise us one more time and bring, you know, bring up someone or bring in somebody. But I don't think we really expected Ricochet to be in this tournament. I don't think we expected Rey Mysterio to be in this tournament. Um, Rey Mysterio is no, too big of a name for cruiser race. But we know, who, we know who we were expecting in this tournament. Who were we but, expecting? Um, oh, Johnny? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, uh, he's still got his thing going on NXT. He hasn't actually been written yeah. off of NXT TV yet. No, that's true. So uh, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm a little shocked that Tozawa lost. A little shocked um, that Tozawa lost, yes. Just just surprising yeah. because who we lost to, Mark Andrews, has been nowhere. Yeah, but it's also they haven't done much with Tozawa other than make him kind of a clownish figure the past three weeks. You'd think that they'd want to, first time they put him back in there, that they'd give him a win. So Yeah, well, I mean, this, this tournament's going, it's unpredictable. You don't know yes. who's going to win this tournament. It's unpredictable. And that's the positive. That's the positive. Yeah, and we have, uh, you know, so we're very close to getting into the second round. Uh, with eight men left, uh, this tournament is culminating at WrestleMania. And guys out there, if you don't have your WrestleMania tickets yet, the time is running out. You got to start getting on this. And the best place to find your tickets is going to be SeatGeek on the SeatGeek app for iOS, Android, wherever you can get your apps. Download SeatGeek right now because buying tickets to sporting events, concerts, WWE events, it can be complicated and confusing. But there's a better way to buy. That's right. With SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get your tickets to every type of live event. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or just need to find the perfect gift for Rusev Day, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, and it's fully guaranteed there's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team, musician, superstar, whatever, in person. And SeatGeek will help you get close to the action. You know, we're still coming off of the Royal Rumble. I'm starting to... The honeymoon phase in the Royal Rumble is starting to end. I'm going to have to watch the event here in a little bit. But we got to the Royal Rumble. We got to NXT TakeOver Philadelphia with SeatGeek. So now it's time for all of you to try it yourself. And best of all, right now, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code STR today. That's promo code STR for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And head down to WrestleMania where Jeff is going to be. Rob, can I say I listen to a lot of podcasts over the day, and you by far do the best transitions into ad reads. Oh, oh, is that so? I, I feel mm-hmm. like you're ribbing someone else versus praising me. Well, t- take take the compliment. I appreciate the compliment, <laughs> sir. That may have been my best transition of all time. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was very smooth. I, I, I went right in there. It. Jeff, Jeff Hawkins was like, what do I do? I, I'm not expecting. Usually I can tell when I'm supposed to sit down and be quiet. I I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, that was good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hyped for Buddy Murphy. If you have not seen that vignette yet, uh, go I'm and not. watch it. Uh, it. It's a minute and a half long. I mean, like it was a minute and a half vignette that they did, that they did for Buddy Murphy cutting weight to make this tournament. And he showed a lot more personality than he did. Um, you know, even... Even more personality than that Alexa Bliss Blake segment uh, that they taped at the second level of the Performance Center, what, two and a half years ago on NXT TV. You know the one we're talking about, everybody. Uh, So go watch. It's on the uh, WWE Twitter. 
um, go check out Buddy Murphy. So that is the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament going on. That is Mixed Match Challenge. Uh, it is time to get into the big stuff in WWE this week. Um, actually, you know what? Before we get into Raw and SmackDown, Rey Mysterio is headed to New Japan. Yes. That's, uh, hmm. I, I mean, this comes after a couple of days after he was quoted as saying that you might be seeing him back in WWE full-time very soon. And then all of a sudden, boom, Rey Mysterio versus Jushin Thunder Liger happening in California for New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Style Evolve. So who knows if he'll actually wrestle in Japan for, for New Japan, but he is wrestling on the Los Angeles shows. And it's crazy, too, because this those shows or that show, is it two shows or one show? It's one show. It's one time. show. It's one show at a 5,000, 6,000 seat-ish arena. And the tickets were already sold out when they finally announced Ray. Like, they didn't need Ray on this show. They didn't need him. And the tickets were already sold out. They could have probably done an even larger arena if they so wanted to. Not, you know, not getting into that debate about logistics or whatever. But this is a guy coming in that, are, you know, is coming into an already sold out show. Rey Mysterio, Jushin Liger, that won't even be the main event, but that'll be one of those matches that you look at. Like, that is very interesting, you know, 20 years past their prime, whatever. That's a big match for a New Japan house show in America. Rey Mysterio versus Jushin Liger. That is going to get the casual's eyes on New Japan. Maybe even more than Chris Jericho. Maybe, maybe. I don't know, but it's a big one. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, oh Rob, do you, do you not think it's a mistake that they didn't put those two against the Young Bucks? What, Sorry. Ray and Jushin? Oh, yes. oh, was that one of those sarcastic questions? No, it, it's a it's, bigger deal. It's a, very, it's a very sarcastic oh, question because that, that would be uh, fun. That was, uh, it would be fun, but. That was the author of the Wrestling Observer's oh, God. Uh, reaction to it. Are so. you serious no. that it, it was bad matchmaking? No, Ray Mysterio and Jushin Liger is one of those matches 20 years down the road. Like, hey, that match happened in Los Angeles for New Japan Pro Wrestling. That I'm is down a much for this. Match. Look, I've seen Jushin Thunder Liger in, in, in Reseda right now. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I. I I'm loving this match, and and looks like that uh, Ray's at least moving a little bit better. If if he can have a, if he can have a hybrid of his WWE style and his pre WWE style, I'll be very very happy. If he's just gonna do, you know, the WWE you know six one nine spot and that's it, okay, it'll be fine. It'll still be fun. It'll still be great for the nostalgia. Yeah. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm hyped for this either way. It, 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 don't expect Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, where Chris Jericho still sees himself no. as a big name, legit and, main event guy. Yeah, and don't expect uh, Ray versus Psychosis right. circa '94 in the ECW Correct. arena. You know, this is this is Ray Mysterio versus Jushin Liger on the New Japan House Show. Right. And granted, that New Japan House Show is going to be live on Access TV, which is also pretty cool. Uh, but this is a this is a big deal for New Japan, a big deal for getting American eyes on New Japan Pro Wrestling. A good mm -hmm. a good uh, deal for getting Hispanic eyes on New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, Rey Mysterio, Southern California, big deal. And pray tell, if this works out, given the uh, machinations, Rey could be all in eventually. Could be all in if he's not back in WWE. Who knows if he's actually considering going back to WWE. Mm -hmm. I mean, outside yeah. of the one-shot appearance at the Royal Rumble, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that was pretty big news. I mean, you're starting to see these guys. I mean, Cody Rhodes is doing it full time. Chris Jericho went in Rey Mysterio went in juice. Robinson is making a career after, uh, after flailing out of NXT, uh, in new Japan pro wrestling. I mean, these guys are going and they're succeeding in new Japan. So good for them. 
Um, big stuff from Raw. You talked about the best thing I saw all week. Uh, Braun Strowman, Elias. Uh, this segment, Elias singing his song, his new song, the Elimination Chamber Blues, which is ironic. You know, he's singing the blues. He's the sixth, well, now the seventh entrant into this match. He should be happy as all get out. Uh, he has the best shot to win against all these doofuses in the, in the uh, Elimination Chamber match. He's singing his song. And then JoJo just decides to interrupt him to introduce Braun Strowman. And this is where, you know, right, right at this moment, Jeff, what were you thinking as JoJo introduces Braun Strowman? <laughs> I thought something like this might happen, but I was hoping it wouldn't. Hoping it wouldn't? I b- yeah. After this ended, I believe you, uh, you may have been doubting your initial reactions. Because this is great, and we'll get to why. No, okay, what I want to point out here, okay? So there's a lot of different ways they could have gone. They timed this, and they planned this. This part, the center, the introduction of Braun Strowman. So perfectly, Elias is singing his song. He gets done. His part was great. He was fantastic. The crowd's really eating it up. JoJo introduces Braun. He's on the stage with a microphone. Arena's pitch black. You got the spotlight on Elias. You got a new spotlight coming on Braun Strowman, and he's just there. He walks off comes back with a big giant fake base and this just the i mean yes it's comical you got braun Strowman, who's mr prop guy now and i don't know why i love it so much better than dean ambrose who was dorky mr prop guy but braun Strowman is badass mr prop guy he's coming back with his fake base it's so giant but braun's still even bigger than that and i just thought the timing of not not showing him immediately with the base, having him walk off and come back with the base. You get really the double pop for Braun Strowman was so well done. And this is before he even starts singing and we start getting to the meat of the segment. What was going through your mind the first moment we saw the big giant fake base? Rob, what are the two things I love in wrestling? You love music and beards. (laughs) I like bad men doing bad things and unrepentant stupidity. Hey, I just don't know if I want them together. That's the oh man, that was going through my head was oh oh man, they've they've mixed my chocolate and my peanut butter. Well, that is a um, gross mixture. That is for sure. A actually, gross you mixture. know, my 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 actual thought was as a comedy writer, and I go, this is the type of thing where someone has an idea for a joke and they're looking for a sketch to write around it, and this is what it was. I didn't see that at all because I thought they had the sketch. Like at some point, someone's going to mock Elias's music, and some point, someone's going to do it well. And yeah, Braun Strowman sometimes can act a little goofy. Braun Strowman, by the way, looked like he was having the time of his life during this. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. He looked like he was having fun. I just don't think Braun Strowman should be a fun character. And I think <laughs> you're going to get these you know hands. What? Hold on. Hold on. As much as you said that that mixed mixed match challenge uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is not canon. It's not. This is mix, this is mixed match challenge. Oh, Braun man. Strowman. No, this is this is Braun Strowman who's starting to come into his own. And not just having to be the monster. This is this is the guy who can be a monster when a monster is needed, but also a real human. And this is why The Rock got over so well. This is why Steve Austin got over. This is why The Miz gets over. Because you you see real humans here. This is why Roman Reigns, yes, he's he's over in the fact that people care about him. But the reason why he's not going to be the next John Cena is because it, it, very rarely do you see real Roman Reigns. 
you only really, really see real Roman Reigns when he was with the Shield. When he was with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, you're not getting real Roman Reigns. We're starting to get real Braun Strowman. And the moment where we get more and more of real Braun Strowman, it, I, I think it's just going to let him take off even further. I turned the corner when he said, I broke a string, so now I got to come beat you. That, that's that, right. That's, that, that's the part where I turned on this. Before that, I was just eh, more bad well, comedy. Well, but but at that point, I liked it. Whether it was the plan or not for him to strum so hard that he broke the free, the fake bass, because, I, I mean, this was all glued together. I, this is, yeah. you know, this is not a real bass. He's just... It's, Balsa he's, wood. He's he's flicking the strings. He's he's strumming the bass man. And he's playing this. He stops because he broke everything. And he starts singing his song about Elias getting these hands. Uh, that part was great. Elias is just sitting there like, oh, oh, this better be good. Like he's he's waiting for the music. He's actually thinking that Braun came out to like to duel. And that's why I love Elias in this segment, too, because he's not afraid originally. He's like legitimately wondering what Braun Strowman is going to do. He's intrigued by it, which yes. killed me. It's like, yes. oh, this should be interesting. This should be <laughs> this should be interesting. Yes. And he's just there. And then when Braun Strowman tells him he's going to beat him up, Elias is like, oh, oh wait, I didn't expect this turn. And yeah. Then, when he had his Uncle Pecos moment. And then what I think. Tom and Jerry. Yes. And and Braun Strowman, you know, he, he gives those hands to Elias and Elias is crawling away and Braun Strowman, because he is master destroy all props. That is his gimmick at this point. Uh, he slams this big giant base over the back of Elias. And that ending prompted Mr. Bully Ray to tweet out about how he, he thought it was an entertaining segment, but he didn't understand the sacrificing of Elias in this show. Jeff, what do you make of Bully Ray's comment about sacrificing Elias? And what do you think about the result of Braun versus Elias versus base? Uh, I agree somewhat with Bully Ray, only in that I think it was a week early. I think they should have done this right before in the go home show for it. Um, I didn't understand why Elias just didn't whack him with the guitar, have have Braun kind of go through that and then hit him with the bass. That's what I didn't. That's the only part that kind of, you know, it's like, why put down the guitar if he, if this isn't a real match? So I, I didn't well, get that part, but may, maybe he thought, the maybe he thought he had a better shot in a real match against I Braun think, Strowman instead of going at a, in a guitar versus bass fight. Maybe he thought, okay, if you are a confident WWE superstar, a guy who just beat John Cena one week prior, why wouldn't you go in and hope for a straight match versus Braun? If you're that confident. I, I think. Bully Ray's comment is based on the fact that WWE does 50-50 booking. So he's wondering, okay, what the heck is Elias going to do next week then? Oh, I don't think that at all. To get I... some heat on it. And it mm. doesn't make any sense to mm. get him any heat on Braun. That I think that's where I think that's where his, his comment comes from, I, that, I, that kind of place. I disagree because I don't get the wording of sacrificing Elias. I think he just thought that Elias is a guy on the up and they just killed him. And that's what he's fighting. But I don't see that they just killed Elias. They started something between Braun and Elias. Well, after giving him the win last week and making him the last guy in the chamber and trying to make him. They're trying to. Uh, well, I mean, no, but if you look at it from his point of view. Yeah, they're trying to make Elias on par with all these guys exactly. who should be fighting for the world title. Right. Right now, he's not that. And you just sacrificed him. So you've kind of made him lose quite a bit of that credibility 
See, I, I don't I don't see the losing of the credibility. I see Braun okay. Strowman as a monster who kills everybody. And this week it was just Elias's turn. It was just Elias's turn. A singing monster who a singing, kills everybody. A singing monster who hangs out with Alexa Bliss at the house shows and does her bidding. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. How refreshing is it, too? You know, that, I mean, say what you will about Roman Reigns. I, I think Roman Reigns is great. Not everyone does. Roman Reigns is at the top. Elias is getting to the top. John Cena's here and there, but he's no longer the featured player on the show. Braun Strowman's getting to the top, and you have Brock Lesnar as champion, who still, to this day, still feels special when he's on the show because he's just never there enough. This is a whole new era of Raw, and it's taken 15 years to get here. Rob, I was far too worried about how is John Cena ever going to get to WrestleMania. I just, I just can't imagine. It, well, it, it keeps me up at night as we, thinking how a guy yeah. like John Cena mm-hmm, mm-hmm. could possibly be left off. I mean, he was calling out to the WrestleMania side. WrestleMania sign, give me strength. And the WrestleMania sign was pointing back, going, "No, you win that match." And well, he still got a shot. He's, uh, he's still got a shot at Elimination Chamber. But I'm telling you, man, even with a four-hour show, I, I would be worried, too, if I was John Cena, to be honest. There's there's a lot of guys on this roster. There's a lot of women on this roster. Not a lot of spots. Not a lot of spots at all. He's, I mean, the Cruiserweight Championship match is taking up one of those spots. He's not going to be in that match. He's not under 205. I mean, I'd be worried if I were him, too. He's got to <laughs> win this Elimination Chamber. Um, but as we pivot to the John Cena discussion at WrestleMania, uh, speaking of that pivoting, did you notice, I mean, with the Elias Braun, Braun segment, they have pivoted Elias away from John Cena here. Could we see Braun Strowman versus Elias at WrestleMania? Could we be seeing something else for Elias to do? Um, you know, not having a medical update on Samoa Joe, is it possible that they've pivoted Elias away from John Cena because we may actually be getting a John Cena Undertaker match. Yes. And I think, you know what, there's a number of possibilities, I think, here for Elias. I think, I don't know if it's going to be Braun, because I still think there's that chance that he's teamed with Ronda for some reason. Oh, I, I think he's in that Ronda tag for sure. Um, You know, he, may, he threw some shade at The Miz. You could always put him in a program with The Miz yeah, but for we, WrestleMania. Yeah. We we've seen that at WrestleMania. I don't but know I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be in whatever multi man mid card title match that they decide to do. See, here's what's happening. I mean, if the story now, and it's becoming clear, this is the story. It's John Cena worried that he's not going to have a WrestleMania match if he does not win this Elimination Chamber, which I don't think anyone expects him to do. If your story is John Cena is desperate for a Mania match, the last option you really have is calling out the Undertaker. Yeah, and that makes sense. And he, and he alluded to, you know, bringing legends from the dead or whatever in his promo. So I'm right. fine with that. If this weren't the story, you could settle into an Elias versus Cena match or a, a John Cena versus Seth Rollins match or something. You know, someone on the undercard, you know, high-level player but undercard match. You can see that. Because the story is I'm desperate and I don't see any way into WrestleMania, there's only one option. If you're not in the title match. You are, and you're not challenged by someone on the outside. You have to do the challenging and you have to challenge the undertaker. It's the only way you get on the show. I know we, we've actually had this before. It wasn't it. Uh, was it triple H versus undertaker where one of those challenges was, I know he was, 
you know, trying to get revenge for Shawn Michaels and everything. But I, I seem to feel like there was something to one of these Undertaker programs where a guy was just trying to get to WrestleMania, and the only way he knew how was to call out the Undertaker. I'm not really sure CM, who exactly. CM Punk, I think. Was it CM Punk? It, it may have been CM Punk. Like, this is what I have to do to get on WrestleMania. But that's yeah. the story here. I'll give you another option here for Elias. What's the option for Elias? Seth Rollins. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Elias's gimmick should just be wrestling guys who look exactly like him. <laughs> Ty Dillinger one day out here, Baron Corbin. He's just wrestle guys who look like him. That's all. Um, yeah. So WrestleMania is still off the wall. We talked about this last week. Like we don't know what the hell's going to go on, but I, I think we're inching closer to that scene. The Undertaker. Um, we might be seeing that Braun. You know, if we get a Ronda Rousey tag team match at WrestleMania, which it looks like we might get, Ronda Rousey is signing her contract with Raw, so she's going to be on the Raw brand. She's signing it at Elimination Chamber. And if you want to do Triple H and Stephanie versus Ronda and somebody, you know this is going to get a lot of mainstream sports attention, maybe even some mainstream entertainment attention. Put Braun in there. If Braun, you feel, is going to be one of your top guys, and Roman's in the title match already, so you can't use him, uh, you know, don't bring in The Rock for this. The Rock is already famous enough. You don't need The Rock, at least for this segment. Put Braun in there. Have him defeat Triple H. Have Ronda Rousey pin Stephanie. Make all the people the stars in this match. Let me ask you something. How did you take the the reaction to the announcement, even though Kurt, Kurt Angle to me is just terrible and I he think he should be taken off TV? I well, mean, he shouldn't he, talk. He, I'm almost – I think he's either drunk or having a stroke no, no, every he's time just, he's on TV. He's just an older guy with a neck injury where it's it's hard to talk. And yeah. he, you know, I, I can understand he's, this too sometimes. He's sweating so though all the time. He's, he's rushing things. He, this is not the way we do things here on Monday night raw. We did You know, that kind of, it's like, okay, slow down here, Kurt. Well, and enunciate. He, he shouldn't be the guy trying to set up the show. He's, he's been used to cutting promos for 20 years. Uh, Nevertheless, you know, he's years. not, he's not the focus of my question. Here, yeah. So and he, listen. and he shouldn't be the guy in this character, but go ahead. Uh, the, the reaction to the Rhonda contract signing, hmm. did you take anything from that or did you, or, or I have another theory. Go ahead. No, I mean, she's a big star. It's her first night in since the debut at the Royal rumble, have a contract signing for her, have someone interrupt it. You, you're going to get that at elimination chamber. You might see Stephanie in here and maybe the wrong word is said and you start pitching that idea for WrestleMania. Well, there were, there were the, there was a buzz in the commentariat that it was a negative reaction. So I thought, I thought part of me thought about your wife and her reaction to Rhonda's debut, taking away Oscar's spotlight. The other possibility I had was look, people in an arena where something's not going to happen, aren't going to cheer right. something happening. So Ever. it's like, no matter oh, what two it is. We, in, in, at the elimination chamber, Rhonda's going to sign her contract. Correct. Boo. We wanted to see it here. Right. I mean, they would they would have cheered had Ronda Rousey showed up to the building, of course. You know, yeah. who, who cares if she's signing the contract another day? Hey, she's here. Um, yeah, I I don't take a lot from it. I mean, it's a major announcement. Hey, this is it's like setting up a match for Elimination Chamber. One of the big segments on that show will be Ronda Rousey signing her contract. Ronda Rousey being in the building. Ronda Rousey being in the T-Mobile arena, the site of her last UFC fight. It'll be yes. big in Vegas. It'll get a huge Fight reaction down. in Vegas. Yes, I think so as well. It'll be a big deal. Uh, Elimination Chamber at this point, that is the next pay-per-view. It is coming February 25th. Uh, you have the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Alexa Bliss versus Bailey versus Mandy Rose. 
versus Sonya Deville versus Sasha versus Mickey. We had the continuation on Raw of Alexa trying to gain partnership with Mickey James uh, because she knows you have Sam, you have Sonya and Mandy in this match. They can take apart everybody and just let one of them win and become the champion. So Alexa is playing a little survivor games here and trying to create an alliance. Mm-hmm. I've been, what else do you want me to say about that? I, we we How went do you over not this have last week. It's on Alexa bliss. No, it's, it's three, it's three pairs of friends and the whole thing's going to be about, you know, testing their bonds. And I thought, I thought they handled the, the Mickey situation. Perfect. She doesn't trust Alexa. Right. I'm glad she's not a stupid baby face in this case. Right. No, she's, she's there. But if, if uh, Alexa is or what, if Alexa is her only ally, right. I mean, you, you hope for the best, you take your allies where you can get them and hope for the best. So that's what Mickey might have to do here. Um, you have Sasha and Bailey, of course, and you have Mandy and Sonya. This is going to be an interesting match. Has there been anything on Raw lately to dissuade you from believing that Alexa Bliss will walk out as the champion? No. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Alexa Bliss versus Asuka is the story. Uh, Alexa Bliss, long although time I don't, I still hold out the possibility that that Asuka moves over to Charlotte and it's Nia and Alexa. All right, and that Asuka's like, hey, I never actually made my pick. Mm-hmm. Like Kurt Angle assumed that I was picking a Raw champion, but I'm not actually doing that. I'm going to wrestle Charlotte and dethrone her. Yeah, that would be a cool little wrinkle. That would be because Nia Jax is just dominating everybody. You have Nia versus Asuka in uh, in Elimination Chamber as well. Not in the Chamber match, but their own one-on-one. Asuka, Nia Jax. The segment is, if Nia wins, it becomes a three-way. Nia versus Asuka versus Alexa. But that's only assuming that Asuka is challenging for that raw title. So that might be an interesting way to get there. That's a couple of steps, but Nia versus Alexa and Asuka swerving everyone and choosing Charlotte, because who else? We haven't set up anything for SmackDown as far as a challenger for Charlotte yet. Have we? No, like a true challenger. No, it's and look, I'm going to say this. I think fast lane. It's another six woman cluster. (laughs) I do. I just, there's, there's no planning on this show. SmackDown, we're getting it. We're transitioning to SmackDown anyway, so let's go with it. This show was pretty dumb in many ways. <laughs> the The wrestling, the two matches for the four-way were quite good. Everything else I thought wasn't. I mean, you had a feud over pancakes. Yeah. You had, you know, you had well, you a couple of talking statements. I thought Sarah Logan looked good this week. I thought she was quite good in that match against Charlotte. I thought she was better than Charlotte. I think Charlotte has some problems working from underneath as a baby face, especially against someone who's not established as a powerful heel. Um, so it, it, so there's a little bit of a credibility gap there. But um, the problem with this week's SmackDown is you're, you're establishing a four-way match amongst four heels. So in a, in a heavily conditioned product such as this is, Who's going to feel sorry for two heels beating up Baron Corbin or Dolph Ziggler? Now, I thought there was a chance that you could turn Dolph Ziggler face with that promo, but you need to do something far more stronger with his promo than just, I'm here to steal the show again. Yeah. You know, you have, you have him come out, you have him apologize for his prior behavior. He say, look, I want the main event at WrestleMania. And I want to steal the show, but I also want to win matches and I want to win matches for you people or whatever, ah, you know, whatever. And you get some, you get some sympathy for him. But look, I liked the beatdowns 
um, quite a bit of Kevin and Sammy. I liked it better than them just doing moves on them. But overall, it, it's hard to, I mean, it's not a well-built story because it's mostly about Shane and Daniel Bryan still. It still is. Yeah. And you're not really, and you're not really giving any wrinkles to characters within, within the buildup of these four heels fighting each other. So you have uh, the main event after this week's SmackDown of WWE fast lane is now a five way for the championship. AJ Styles defending against Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. So the story has transitioned from Zayn versus Owens and what they're going to do to try and get the championship and having that, uh, that AJ three way with Zayn and Owens to being, you know, like you said, more of the same, it's the authority versus Owens and Zayn. And, you know, all of them are bad guys at this point. I don't think anyone's a fan of Shane. Everyone's a fan of, uh, no one's a fan of Daniel Bryan in this. No one's a fan of Owens. No one's a fan of Zayn. Uh, you just have in Zayn and Owens's mind on TV is the storyline is that they just keep getting the odds stacked against them. And here AJ is as the champion. Like, yeah, what about me? I now have to face four dudes for my championship as I head into WrestleMania, uh, thinking about Shinsuke Nakamura. It's a very odd little jumble uh, of uh, of a main event picture on SmackDown. Yeah, and who were people supposed to cheer for in these matches tonight? They didn't know because it's like, well, we like Kevin kind of. So why would we right. why would we cheer for Dolph or 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 Baron Corbin for yeah. God's sakes? It, because it was just I, kind of if it, if you're on it, a fan's perspective too, and if you're a fan of AJ, like why would I be cheering for a Dolph guy to be more of a factor in this world title match when I want AJ mm-hmm. to win? Yeah, it, it's not a lot of sensical booking there. So that is your five way. And here we are, you know, four months later or so when when the arena in Columbus, Ohio, initially announced the Fastlane pay-per-view coming in, they they gave a main event of a fatal five-way for the WWE title. And here we are. The only difference is it's Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler in this match instead of Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura, who were, at mm-hmm. the time were kind of in the title picture. So we have our five-way um how do you uh, how do you see this culminating with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at this point? Because I I don't think we're seeing Sami Zayn and Kevin win the title on this show. But what is the plan for them after this as we head into WrestleMania only having about 4 weeks in between Fastlane and Mania? Where do they go next? Well, it it's weird all of this and I, this is just another note. I mean, you you didn't have a lot of stars on this show this week. You didn't have AJ or Shinsuke involved in this, which is nice, but at the same time you didn't do anything to prop up weaker characters on this show, which is just so weird. Um, where do I think it's going? Because, because Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon has been a match. You've had Shane McMahon, uh, you know, falling off the cage and Sami Zayn. That's the original Sami Zayn turn. You've had that match before. Uh, are we seeing another Shane McMahon match at WrestleMania involved with these two? Are we going to see Owens versus Zayn? Like where, where can this be headed towards WrestleMania for a culmination? See, I know. I mean, I think you're still getting AJ and Shinsuke, but I, I think there's I a chance that. they could throw in Dolph Ziggler in this oh, match. Oh, jeez, no, no. Yeah, if he really no. resigned, no, it's AJ versus Shinsuke. You can't change that. Can't change okay. it. Okay, I'm not allowing anyone to change that match. I know, but you know, um, you oh. know, I could see them possibly doing something with Shane employing Dolph and Baron against Kevin and Sammy and making that a feud for mania. Yeah. Pre-show hopefully. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, look, I, it's terrible. I, it's I, terrible I, booking. I, 
Oh. I, I think Shane. Oh, jeez. If any, if anyone in the uh, WWE Human Resources or writing team is listening to this show and they they need to hire one of us, I, we know who these, who's getting hired. It's me. Not me. I oh, know that boy. because Woo. that's a that's a bad idea. But I mean, look, my all my instincts tell me, oh, <laughs> Shane's gonna take on Kevin and Sammy two two on one, and then so I I Re- just revival would be know. revival would be tag team champions for eight hundred days if Jeff Hawkins had his say. Look, if 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 I had my say, the revival would be over and they'd be tag team champs for 800 days. So don't uh, don't knock it. Um, um, we, wouldn't do, we, we wouldn't be doing 50 50 booking. Let's put it that way. Right um, now, uh, nice right now for Fastlane, I believe that's the only match official. Uh, we are still, you know, quite a bit away from Fastlane, but that is the main event match. That's the only match announced officially. We might see a women's six-way. Uh, you know, this is multi-match craziness going on until WrestleMania. And when you look at the Raw pay-per-view, the two main events are multi-man matches. It doesn't really leave a lot for the rest of the show. I mean, trying to fill out a three-hour pay-per-view, what are you going to do? Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt? The Bar versus Revival? And then what else? Cruiserweights? Apollo Cruz is going to get a singles match on a pay-per-view. That's just the way it has to be at this point with Elimination Chamber. There's all your All your stars are in two matches at the top. They're all taken out. That's 13 right, but that's, wrestlers. That's not, the, that's not their fault. And this is why, okay, let's go into the other news of the week. And the that, other and news that of there's the a week. rumor that they're going to stop these co-branded, yeah. or they're going to start doing co-branded pay-per-views. As, as far as all pay-per-views go, uh, Ticketmaster, the, the rumor is, uh, it started when Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster uh, customers were getting emails about the Backlash pay-per-view which is happening in May. It is the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania. These customers were getting emails about Backlash being uh, a featuring the stars of Raw and SmackDown. Originally, Backlash is supposed to be a Raw pay-per-view, but it is possible they are going to co-branded pay-per-views, maybe just for this show, maybe here on out. We don't quite know yet, uh, but what are your initial reactions to the possible end after, what, just a year and a half? of single branded pay-per-views making their return. Well, number one, they lied to us saying that survivor series is the one time a year where Ron SmackDown. That's yeah, old news. Though. It's old news. <laughs> it's old news. Um, I think it's a panic move. It, it feels like a panic move. And I think overall it's a detrimental move because you're going to get the same acts from both shows on every pay-per-view. And then you're not going to develop anything underneath. I mean, it, it's great for it's great for that city that's getting that pay-per-view because it's like, yes. oh, OK, I get all yes. the stars of both shows on one night. Well, here's the thing. That's an admitted plus, And, right. it, and it'll get buzz for those shows and they'll mm-hmm. sell out a lot quicker. Yes, those but all seem same, like good things to me. OK, but at the same time. You know, you'll have a women's title match here and there and then nothing for the rest of the division. You'll have maybe one of the tag team titles defended on the show. You'll have the same six people from Raw and the same four or five people from SmackDown on every show fighting each other over and over again. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you should do a better job with your rosters than than combine them for every pay per view. Here's one thing you're going to start seeing. If they do co-branded pay-per-views as a regular thing, you are going to see a lot of multi-man matches. 
Yes. On shows. You're going to have to be fitting three or four guys in one match so that you can fit a, a larger roster. You know what it's going to be? Every, every tape review is every pay-per-view is going to be the, uh, the WrestleMania undercard where you're going to have four tag teams fighting for the tag team championship. It's like, Oh God, just build up a one-on-one feud. That's all I want. You are one of the matches or one of the uh, shows in the summer is money in the bank. At this point, there isn't a brand associated with that show. So if it is co-branded, you can do some fun things with money in the bank. You can fit a full roster on that card because you're going to have at minimum two money in the bank matches where you have six, seven, eight wrestlers in one match. So there are ways around it on certain shows. Uh, But yeah, the backlashes of the world, um, the battlegrounds of the world, whatever, what have you, you're going to see a lot of multi-man matches. Just that's the way it's going to work for that. But I like the, I like that it would make these pay-per-views feel more important because you're not going to have Apollo Crews versus Mojo Raleigh, you know, just as an example as an undercard match, you're going to have more important matches up and down on the cards. Uh, I don't fear that you would have only one women's match in a show because at this point, you know, some of the women's matches are the best parts of these shows and the best, the best built stories. You could have three women's matches on a loaded backlash type show. Um, I I think the pros right now outweigh the, the cons to me, uh, more important pay-per-views. You can still have, guys developing characters and developing storylines on the TV shows. And then that may make some of the TV shows seem a little bit more important. If you develop a storyline for an Apollo Crews, if you develop a storyline for Dolph Ziggler, and then a big match actually happens on the TV show instead of always on these single branded pay-per-views. Um, I, I think the positives outweigh the negatives at this point. Okay. I, I disagree, but yeah. uh, we'll see. I mean, as always, to, to we'll me, see. to me, what that says is, Eventually, they'll just kill the brand split as well. And they could. I mean, they could very well kill the brand split. But the the thing is, for TV, it seems to be working out okay. Yes, the SmackDown show has been, uh, dare I say, bad. I mean, maybe even wretched the last few weeks. Whereas Raw, I think, has been on a very high run lately. I They're two opposite ends of the spectrum for these shows right now because Raw's been fun. Um so maybe SmackDown needs a little bit of that. Maybe maybe they can use some raw superstars, some raw storylines. I don't know. We'll see. I'll um, tell you what they could use. They could use Ryan Ward back running the show, to be honest. They use with a you. lot of different things. Uh, payback. One of the parts of this that's interesting is because you have Backlash in May, uh, which is the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania. WrestleMania happening on April 8th. Seven weeks after WrestleMania is when Payback is scheduled. And had Backlash remained a raw pay-per-view... Payback would have been a SmackDown pay-per-view happening seven weeks after WrestleMania. That is a long time in between pay-per-views. So part of this rumor to me, I, I'm not going out all the way thinking that the end of co-branded or excuse me, the end of single branded pay-per-views is definitely here because I could see them just making it for backlash because it is a long time to wait on the SmackDown side for a pay-per-view between WrestleMania and payback when you're waiting seven weeks. It's a long time. Yeah, but I mean, see, you say that, and there are ways to tell stories if they would just put that effort in. That, that's the thing that kills me about this. It's like, well, it's a long time to wait. Well, gee, while you're waiting, you know, you could you could have this nice deep 
nuanced story for seven weeks that leads up to a blow off to a pay-per-view as opposed to, hey, we're just filling out a card here and just going 50-50 until we get to the blow off where we'll maybe switch dance partners or this feud will continue for another three months and then do it again. It's 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 not it's not a lack of talent. It's not a lack of resources that you could use. It's a lack of putting in the actual effort in a, in a television show and doing some long-term planning. That's all it is. Hey, you going to come to Chicago in June for the UFC show? Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican jerk turkey sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.